tucked in. Cause you were now in bed with Dr. Sue. Hello, all my fine, freaky friends. I'm your host, Sue Storm, and you are listening to In Bed with Dr. Sue. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy lives to let me tickle your ears with info and fun. And tonight's guests have been kind enough to open their lives and educate us about poly relationships. Mistress Kiara and Daddy Matt will be with us shortly. But first, I have a whole heap and helping of information that I have to spoon feed you. So open wide for the airplane, and I'll be right back after this. When you white boys first landed on the coast of Africa, you were mesmerized by big mandingo black cock. In the middle, you hanged black men from trees for even looking at white women because you knew your women needed big black cock. In the present, chickens have come home to roost. White cuckolds are on their knees, holding back the ankles of the women they love and desire and offering them up to big black cock so they can be bred and seeded so you can listen to your women quiver and convulse in pleasure while hearing them groan and scream in octaves you've never heard before. This is more than lust. This is evolution. As the ozone decreases and UV rays increase, the human race will evolve. That's why black men are blacking your women, breeding your women, and creating a darker race for tomorrow. Chickens have come home to roost. You know that your women need big black cock, and now you white boys need it too. This is Naima, the BBC dealer. Visit my website, worshipbigblackcock.com, to hear the truth that Becky can never tell you. You have always felt inadequate, haven't you? After all, a male is judged by his penis size, isn't he? Oh, I know, your sex life has always been filled with such anxiety, turmoil, Incapable, inadequate. Your manhood size is unchangeable. This is the hand you were dealt. Visit worshipnatasha.com and I will give you my personal penis evaluation of you and for you. Hello. My name is Amelia Devine, and I will be your guide down the Yellow Brick Road. For over ten years, I've led sissies like you to their destiny. I've feminized the most masculine of men, and I've taken alpha males and turned them into cock-sucking betas. All of my sissies crave only to serve, and so will you. I specialize in female-led relationships, sissy confessions, panty addictions, cross-dressing, and feminization. I provide sissy training in many ways, including mantras, tasks, ASMR audio, personalized hypnotic recordings, and live phone sessions. Now, put on your big girl panties and find me on Night Flirt, Amelia Divine. 
Your clitty will thank you. It most certainly will. So, we are ready for the in-bed birthdays. Yay for birthdays! I want to get the birthday started with a belated birthday wish from Mr. Kai, who had her birthday this past Sunday on Mother's Day. So, happy birthday to Mr. Kai. And all of our love and healing energy goes out to your mom to help her through her illness. Today, May the 14th, is Madame Zavoyun's birthday. Happy birthday, sweet. I hope you had a truly inspiring day today. And that this trip around the sun leaves you happy, healthy, and kicking ass. Tomorrow is Empress Katana's birthday. And Thursday, May the 16th, is Mistress Katya's birthday. So happy birthday to both of you lovely ladies. May the 18th is Miss D's birthday, along with Sammy Ray Schwartz. So both of you gorgeous gals have a fantastic birthday this Saturday. To round out the month of May, on the 31st, we have our very own Amelia Devine's birthday. Happy birthday goes out to Amelia. And just so you know, Amelia and I are working on a project behind the scenes that we're going to be bringing you really soon. And you guys are going to love it. It's, it's going to be right here on InBed, so stay tuned for that. And let's see, in June, we have only one birthday so far, and that's Eve, the Hidden Princess, whose birthday is June the 19th. A little bit early, but I don't care. Let's get all those birthdays out. So thank you, everybody, for sending in your birthdays. If you want to have your birthday promo on the air, on the site and on Twitter, be sure to hit up InBedWithDrSue.com and click on Birthdays to sign your birthday up. It's open to everyone, not just the ladies. Everybody's welcome. Now that we've put the birthdays to bed, it's time for Bright Bites. So here we go. Yay, Bright Bites. Okay, so just so everybody knows, if this is the first time you're tuning in and you're wondering what the fuck, um, this is the segment that I feel we all need. Bright Bites are a chance for you to shout out someone you know who's been especially nice to you or someone you feel is a great community member. And tonight we're starting off with a brag bite for Siren Raina. You've heard Raina's commercials right here on InBet. And Raina, your brag bite is, A year ago, I was lost and wandering, literally. I was looking to be owned, to find the DNS relationship I had been craving my entire life. My search led me to Siren and I was immediately captivated by her beautiful voice and hypnotic tracks. During the first months, she challenged me in ways I never would have imagined, like putting me on a very limited budget. She could tell I was overindulging. And she made submitting fun, which seemed incredibly awkward given the crazy tasks she was having me do. But I've grown to love her fun style. She has an incredible mind and understands me as a submissive better than I know myself. She's had me face my own vulnerability and embrace it. And she's helped me through rough times in my life. She truly has made me 
a better man. Thank you, Siren, for everything. I owe the world to you. Isn't that nice? And that sweet message was from Siren's Dirt. The next brag bite is for Mixtrix Fix. And this is your message. I just want her to know how much I admire her. She's such a hard worker and never gets involved in drama, which is so rare. She's a creative force to be reckoned with. And Mixtrix, that was from Mistress Chloe. Thank you for that message, Mistress Chloe. Now, on to, let's see, I have another message here, and this one is for Jessie Sage. You know her on Twitter as Sapiotextual. You'll also see her on In Bed under Sexy Scribes. Jessie, this is your message. I feel privileged to have gotten to know Jessie Sage through our membership in the Peck and Call Girls a coven of virtual courtesans. Jessie wears so many hats, from sex worker to writer to activist to teacher, and she does all of them with grace and kindness. I admire her keen intellect, fascination with human sexuality, and creative storytelling. Most of all, I love the way she never loses sight of the humanity behind everyone's crazy sexual stories and treats people with care and respect. Thanks, Jesse, for being such a bright light in our community. And that was from Sammy Ray Schwartz. Thank you for sending that in, Sammy. These are beautiful, you guys. This is this is why I love this. I absolutely love hearing these. So, honestly, we need these more than we need anything in the world. We need to all be hearing these. Our next bite tonight is for our guest, Domina Chiara. And Chiara, you have a poem. And I love it when you guys get creative. And we've had some amazeballs poetry from Chiara's subs. Here's your poem, Chiara. It's short, it's sweet, and it's adorable. Bruises are red with black and some blue. They're caused by her feet in a high-heeled shoe. And that was from Davros J. Slave. I love it. <laughs> Thank you for that. Seriously, Dav, I, I, you really, it almost sounds like Twisted Dr. Seuss. You really should think about writing that out. Honest to God, I love it. And our last bite tonight is for Mistress Crystal. You know her on Twitter as CrystalEX4Fun80. And Crystal, this is your message. I wanted to share this random act of kindness that helped me through such a truly bad day today. Excuse me, bad day today. While we all tweet and share details of our lives, sometimes there are those days when people do not like what we have to say because our opinions differ. When a posted thread was not read completely and I was harassed, attacked, and bullied because my view based on my own life and choices, was different than theirs. I was upset to the point of tears by the comments and the tone of the many direct messages I received. These were women I interacted with daily, and I gave my honest opinion, only to be scorned and ridiculed in return. Then, 
One direct message took me by surprise. Mistress Crystal sent me such kind words. We had never truly interacted before, other than the occasional retweets and having followers in common. Not only did she chat with me for a while, when I'm sure it was very late where she is, but she messaged me later with more kind thoughts. I wanted to thank this amazing woman for helping this total stranger through a very difficult day. And I'm so glad that I can now consider her my friend. Thank you for your generous heart today. And Crystal, that message was from Suzanne Vixen. Thank you for sending that in, Suzanne. And I just want to say I'm sorry you went through that today because that happened today. And this is precisely why we need these brag bites. We all get treated like shit from time to time. For example, Mistress Peyton took a shot from a client the other day who called and decided to call her basically a fucking cunt. The problem with attacking someone is you don't know where they are in their lives. You don't know what they're going through in that moment. And your attack can push someone over the edge. So try to be nicer to one another. If you have an issue with them, take it up privately. But take the time to read and reread the tweet to ensure you understand the context. And not just the tweets. That's the articles. I've had people jump my fucking ass many, many times because my articles push buttons. And, and I'm all for, you know what? Please, argue with me. That's cool. As long as it's constructive. But just jumping out and freaking out and, and calling someone names and, and making them feel like a sack of shit dust doesn't get your point across. It makes you an asshole. So if you have, you can disagree, guys. We can all agree to disagree. There's nothing wrong with that. So if you have an issue with them, take it up privately. But take the time to understand, as I said, the context. And if you're not sure, ask. But don't just jump out and attack. People are allowed to have differing viewpoints from your own. That's what makes our lives delicious. If we all thought and did the same things, life would be dull as fuck. And it is because of these sorts of attacks that we all need brag bites. And that's why it was born. I thank everyone for taking the time out of their busy days to send someone an uplifting message, honestly. It only takes a few minutes, and you never know what your message could do to someone's spirit. So keep those brag bites coming, guys. They're just absolutely marvelous. You can sign up your brag bite by going to inbedwithdrsue.com and clicking on brag bites you'll also be able to read all the previous bites, which might help inspire what you want to say. I will be right back after this with What the Sweet Fuck and Dr. Sue's Erotic Book Club. You call that a dick? I bet you jerk off with just two fingers like a little loser, don't Can you, you even find that to go to the bathroom? That disgusting thing should be in chastity permanently. Do you really think you'll ever be lucky enough to get with a woman with something like no that? No one's going to want to fuck that. I bet they'd never even feel Aww, it. Oh, cute. It's like a 
penis, only smaller than that. That's nothing more than a nasty little pimple. Think you can handle all of this and more? Go to ratemytinypenis.com right now to get your dick rated and ridiculed for free. Obey. Surrender. Your mind for life. The harder you struggle, the deeper you fall under my spell. Serve me, Mistress Kiara, Certified Hypnotist at hypnosisfemdom.com. Whether you'd like to explore the idea of becoming a phone sex operator or are looking to begin or even expand your independent phone sex business, Lynn of Phone Sex Secrets can help. Phone Sex Secrets offers help and advice for PSOs, including articles on everything from Phone Sex 101 and industry news to marketing to how to build your business. White papers are available for purchase and immediate download including the exclusive Phone Sex Secrets caller survey results, in which nearly 5,000 paying phone sex clients answer questions designed to help you drive your business. Personalized consultation services are also available. Lynn has been featured on Chicago's WGN Radio, ABC's Good Morning America, and elsewhere. She's ready to stand behind you and teach you how to become a phone sex superhero. You can find Lynn on Twitter at PhoneSexSecrets. That's at PhoneSexSecrets. And her website is PhoneSexSecrets.info. Again, that's PhoneSexSecrets.info. And we're back. And it's time for What the Sweet Fuck which is a new segment. I should have got a... I'm going to have a drink, sorry. Ooh, listen to that water. Just don't pee. <laughs> Anyways, What the Sweet Fuck is a new segment where I tell you insane stories found in our community and beyond. And tonight's What the Sweet Fuck is for the ladies. For the ladies. Apparently, the CDC had to come out recently with a warning for women that I would love to say they shouldn't have had to. But in our lemming society, if you read it on them internets, it's got to be true. And them thar internets was telling the ladies to take garlic cloves and slide them on up in their hoo-hoos. Why? (sighs) To attract an Italian man or woman? Yeah, no. Because someone somewhere decided it would be good to use garlic to ward off not vampires, but yeast infections. Okay, now, in theory, I kind of get where they were going with this. Yes, garlic is used as both an antiviral and antibacterial. But what they failed to realize is that yeast is neither of those things. Um, you need an antifungal for that. And yeah, garlic can help a little bit, but not in clove form shoved up your twat. Sorry, ladies. Now, 
I shouldn't have to tell you these either, but guess what? They're also trending. (laughs) Don't put anything that doesn't belong inside your vagina, and this includes garlic and the new glitter pills. Yes, glitter pills are a thing. The pills have also been used up the old tunnel for girls who want their vaginas to sparkle. I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. It's also been taken in pill form. Seriously, God, orally. In order to make your shit sparkle. That's my head hitting the desk. Now, I I love sparkly shit, seriously. Not literally. And the issue with the glitter is they haven't found a way to make it non-metallic nor biodegradable. So you're shoving little tiny wee small bits of metal up your vagina or allowing it to fly right through your intestinal tract. Now, I don't think I need to tell you how bad that can turn out, including death from infection. And I ask you, who the fuck is checking your shit to make sure it sparkles? And guys don't want to fuck a vagina that is filled with little bits of metal that scrape both you and him when you're fucking. So let's stop with the vaginal insertion, ladies. Think first, please. Your cooch Already looking amazing. Trust me, you're a beautiful cooch. And the only person who's going to care about your shit would be a scat sub. And really, do you want that in your life? Oh, and don't douche with Coca-Cola either. That was a big one in the 70s, and I can see it making a moronic comeback. (sighs) Sugar, think about that. Sugar, oh my God. Yeast, by the way, ladies, you want to do something, put sugar near your chotch. Yeast are just going to go, they're just going to eat it like mad. So I don't know why that started or who started that way back, but I know it'll get dug up again because everything old is new again. Pathetic. Anyways, the other thing with Coca-Cola, I use it to clean my windshield. (laughs) Really? You want that shit as a douche? You do you, boo. Have fun. By the way, call in and let me know how that works out for you. Whew. Shouldn't even drink it, let alone fucking use it up your charge. Any hoodles? Moving right along, that was what the sweet fuck for this time round. Honestly, it's, it, the sad part is it's not hard to find these. <laughs> I would love to say that it's like, oh, i got to really dig to find these. Yeah, no. <sighs> what a shame. Anyways, okay, so moving right along, I think it's time to curl up with a good read. So it's time for Dr. Sue's Erotic Book Club. Since many of the mainstream purveyors of printed material don't like the word sex, much of erotica has been suppressed, buried, or outright deleted. Because of that, I always want to bring you the latest from the world of sex reading, be it fiction or non. And tonight I have two folks to bring you. One is Eno Adette. Eno Adette, who created Mademoiselle. And Eno is out of um, New Orleans. So obviously a very hedonistic 
lovely place to be situated for churning out these delicious audios. So, okay, so Mademoiselle, and Mademoiselle is available on Sound. And Eno got in touch with me because of being rejected from every other outlet. Not surprising. Sir Edit has a collection of erotica poems and stories in audio form. And the first collection is called Come. And it's available right now. Come is a collection of 25 quick, sexy narrations set to beautiful music that will leave you in the mood for love. Several of the tracks are free to download and check out, and the entire collection sells for only $6.99. Seriously, 25 tracks, $6.99. So head on over to Awesome Sound, or Awe Sound, I should say, and check out Mademoiselle. Sir Eno Edet and the collection called Come with more collections to come, like 1969, which is coming soon. Links to Mademoiselle are available on InBedWithDrSue.com. Just click on Sexy Scribes. Now, I also have another one here. Our very, our very lovey, we love Victoria. We love you, Victoria. Writer Victoria West was picked up by publisher Pink Flamingo Media. Congratulations, Victoria. And Victoria has been banging away on the keyboard to bring you her latest, called Mistress Rain. Mistress Rain is a delicious novel about Barbara Taylor's journey to becoming a dominatrix. Here's a taste. This is really, this is really good. Victoria is the best. Naked, hooded, and suspended from the ceiling of my dungeon by his wrists and ankles, Agent Whitmore was helpless as he dangled face up three feet above the floor. It was entertaining to see him squirm against the rough black leather cuffs above the cold, damp, gray concrete floor, like an insect trapped in my web, struggling to get free. To me, he was just a bug whose wings I was about to pluck from its body as I lay in wait in the shadows. Every crevice, every orifice of his body, utterly vulnerable to my attack, there was no escape. There you go. Woohoo! Mistress Rain is available from Pink Flamingo Media or Amazon, and of course, you can find the link to all of Victoria's novels on InBedWithDrSue.com. Click on Sexy Scribes again, and that's it for Dr. Sue's Erotic Book Club for this show. If you've written anything sex-related, kink-related, blog posts, articles, novels, nonfiction, fiction, don't care, send it all over. I'd love to feature your work. On the show, of course, just head to In Bed with Dr. Sue. And don't forget, we get you on the show. We're also going to get you on the Sexy Scribes page as well. Um, In Bed with Dr. Sue.com. Click on Contact, then click on Writer Promotions. 
and send me all the juicy details so I can share your work with my wonderful listeners. I'll be right back, and when I do, you'll be hearing from tonight's guests, Mistress Kiara and Daddy Matt, about poly relationships. It's funny how many fairy tales and fables are really just mirrors of adulthood with frills and rainbows, the kind of stuff that makes you feel good. But your existence isn't the feel-good type of story. You are on the receiving end of Goldilocks and her girlfriend's constant judgment. Are you too big, too small, just right? Where do you stand? Where do you kneel? You are being judged. Size does matter, and in many different forms. As for me, I want the trifecta of perfection. Something you're not likely to reach, but something you can always work towards. Something that mirrors a little engine that could. Keep chugging along. Keep trying. Maybe one day you'll be just right. This is Mr. Silver of PayPlayObey.com, and you are listening to In Bed with Dr. Sue. Hello. This is Mistress Carol. I am an erotic hypnotist, clinical hypnotherapist, and lifestyle dominatrix. I have extensive education and experience in hypnosis and mind control, and I love using your mind to take you into a deep trance experience and let go completely or enjoy a sexy female-dominated fantasy in the privacy of your own mind. You can experience my hypnosis sessions for free at myhypnoticdomain.com or learn more about me at mistresscarol.com. Hello, this is Hypnotic Haley. Remember that name as it is going to be replaying inside of your mind over and over again. Google it. Fall deeply down the spiraling hole that is my bliss. Surrender has never felt so good. All for Haley. HypnoticHaleyStore.com and Patreon.com slash HypnoticHaley. Hey yo, this K2 Cocky, formerly Cocky the Homo MC, and you are in bed with Dr. Soup. Hey yo, go to cockabelly.bandcamp.com and cop my deluxe CD package, Spice Cadet 2, featuring the smash hit for a minute and eyes closed. Been chosen, I'm rolling, explosion, I'm blowing up, they doubting, I'm exposing them, cause I simply don't give a fuck, they hoping, they praying to make it, but they are sucking, I am so much better than all them, and I can do this. And we're back. And it's time. To call in with your polyamory questions to 657-383-0031 because we want to hear from you. I may be back, but I'm not alone. I'm joined by my guests tonight, Domina Chiara and Daddy Matt. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi, Dr. Hugh. Hello, my lovelies. How are we doing this evening? Excellent, Dr. Sue. Doing great. Epic. Epic, epic, epic. 
So, like, when we think of poly relationships, the first thing that jumps to mind or most people's minds are what the media portrays, um, not necessarily polyamory to be, but shows such as Sister Wives or documentaries on fundamentalist Mormons. And I'll be honest, I can't conceive in my pea-sized brain of dealing with that many people. I mean, like most men, for example, can't stand one wife, let alone six, seven, or more. And I'm a very selfish person as far as relationships go. It's my way or the highway, and I don't share. So (laughs) for me, this is really hard to wrap my head around. And I thank you guys for sharing your lives with my listeners. So let's start with Kiara. Tell us about you and your poly lifestyle. Well, I've been poly for about 10 years now, and currently I only have two partners. I'm on a low swing right now, which I know oh. it's hard to believe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've been poly for about 10 years, and I have two partners right now. Uh, one of my partners is, I'm his only, and he's still looking for another. And my other partner has another partner who has two other partners, one of which is a husband, that's uh, Dom Mal, actually. And yeah. then, you know, I know Mal. Their husband is dating <laughs> someone. <laughs> and you know, their other girlfriend is dating two other people. And we have what we like to call the polycule because if you map it all out, it looks like a molecule. <laughs> That's cute. A polycule. <laughs> so for those, of you, for those of you who don't get what the difference is between everything, what's the difference between polyamory and um Polygamy. Polygamy is basically heterosexual based, usually patriarchy, very male oriented. You know, this is me and my 700,000 wives. So that's really the only difference. But polyamory, which is what you guys are more into, what I love about both of you is one, um, Kiara, you're in a bi situation. So you have both male and female in your polypod. Look at polypods, polypocket pods, <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. And Matt, 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 we love you. Hi, Matt. Hi. <laughs> Matt is in a gay <laughs> poly relationship. These are things that nobody really thinks about, which is why I wanted you both on the show, because they're, they're similar, yet they're both very, very unique. Matt, how long have you been in yours? Um, 15 years. So I met... My first two partners, they were together. They were a couple. Um, and I met them in 2004. Mm. Um, and then about four years ago, we added a fourth to the family. Wow. So looking at it from my very selfish point of view, how do you make I'll, – I'll go back over to Kiara. Actually, I want both of you to answer this. How do you guys – deal with and or how do you know you're poly in other words how do you deal with jealousy how do you deal with all that or does it when you're poly it doesn't even come into play uh, it definitely still Sarah, comes you... into play oh go ahead no it's no, okay Sarah, you, you go, first, go first and then matt you go <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> well anyone who says jealousy doesn't come into play is is definitely not telling the truth like, there's always jealousy. We're all human. We're all going to feel those negative feelings. And, well, what if I'm not good enough? What if they leave me for their other partner and everything? But it just takes a lot of communication. It takes a lot of trust and love, obviously. But 
if you can talk about these negative feelings with people in your polycule, then you can sort of get them out of your system and you can get back to what really matters, which is loving everybody. Matt, what about you? Uh, I, I agree 100%. There, there's going to be jealousy. There's going to be jealousy in every relationship, you know, Correct. but it's, it's about communication. It's about honesty too. Um, so you know, every poly relationships are different. You can have an open poly relationship and you have a, a closed poly relationship. Um, poly doesn't necessarily mean an open relationship. For me, it does. In our, in our case, we do have an open relationship. Um, but it's, it's so many degrees of, of grayscale on how people are comfortable, what they're comfortable mm-hmm. with, and, and what works for them that it's hard to really niche any one aspect of it than, other than to say it's a poly relationship. Right. So how do you guys make this work? How do you, how do you function? How does it work where, and I'll bounce back to Kiara, how do you function? How does, how does everybody get their time with each other? Lots of scheduling. <laughs> Amen. I, yeah, I saw a meme once that really resonated with me that was what people think polyamory is, and it's just a big orgy, and then what polyamory really is, and it's a big, like, desk calendar with everything written out on every day and things circled and crossed out. <laughs> feels like a hell of a lot of work. <laughs> it is. It just seems like <laughs> so much work. So do you guys, okay. You know okay, go Sue, ahead, Matt. I, I think any relationship is a hell of a lot of work. True. If you're really, if you're really putting everything into your relationship, it's always going to be a hell of a lot of work because nothing comes easy. That's true. But in my eyes, the way I see it is it's, it's, when you add one more person, now you're doubling, tripling, quadrupling the work with each person that comes on, and it just seems like it's so hard. Again, that's because I'm singularly or, looking at this. Or you could also think about it in tripling the support. Exactly. I was just going to say, when we look at our history, we are yeah. a community-based species. We oh, are yeah. a communal species. And people who are afraid of socialism. I got news for you guys. You guys have been programmed not to like it. Socialism is the way we were meant to be living. Communally sharing, taking care of one another. It's the whole basis of it takes a village to raise a child. So yeah. really, even though we look at it from a puritanical point of view because we're still in a puritanical society and we go, yeah. "Oh, that's just disgusting. I mean, it's just, you know, every night is a giant orgy and it's got to be, you know, this, that, and the other. It is actually the way we were originally communicating with each other. We were in little mm-hmm. communities. We were in little pods. We were in our little cules. <laughs> and that's how we did it. So really, this is, if you think about it, almost the more natural way human beings are. Sound about right? I think you're giving it. Yeah, I I think that it's, it's not everyone's cut out for polyamory, but I think everyone is cut out for being a part of a village and a a tribe. We are a tribal, Mm -hmm. tribal by nature. So in, 
and we long for that connection. Kiara? human beings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, you know, some things are coming up in the chat. They're saying, you know, it sounds like more work, but you also have more people and more support. And, you know, if one member of the polycule is struggling, you have this whole other army behind you lifting you up yeah. and helping you get through your hard times. Yeah. Which has got to be like system. so wonderful to ha- to know it's not just the support system of one partner. You have literally your tribe is there to take care of you. Well, and and it's kind of interesting for us in that in that sense, Doctor Sue, because most people don't think about that with with gay and lesbian people, they don't have children to take care of them when they get older. And in our poly group, you can actually see our our oldest family member is fifty seven, mm-hmm. and our youngest just turned thirty. So it's almost like we're adding people as people are aging to help take care of each other. How do you love more than one person, Matt? How, isn't, isn't that hard? Okay. And, and this is going to be a really odd example um, because it's going, to, it's going to sound really odd. But it's anything. How does a parent love more than one child? Very good. Yeah. That makes sense. You just do. Do you, love, you, you won't love them the same way. You may not love them any more, any less. You love them individually as they are. And I think with, with people who are in poly relationships, they, for whatever reason or, or facet or function, are able to share love with multiple people. And, I, you know. And we actually do. We all if, do it anyways. Yeah. We do. You know, we love our families. We love, you know, our friends. And if you really sit down and think about it, it's the same. Sorinda just said in the chat room, I'm too possessive and jealous, I think, sadly. Don't be sad about that, Sorinda. I'm the same. Sorinda, I'm the same way. It, it, it's but, just okay. knowing well, who you are. That's all. It doesn't make it right okay, but, or wrong. It's no, no, just no. knowing but, who but, you are and what you're capable of. Correct. But you, you could have, a, let's, say, let's say you have like a female dom. Mm-hmm. Who has who has poly partners, almost like the reverse of polygamy. You know, she it's a female related relationship. Everyone's happy with that. Everyone's happy with with their roles in the relationship. Once again, it, poly can be so universal that you have to find what works for you and what works for you with other people when you're connecting. You know, if, right. if she's if she has trouble sharing, then that's fine. She doesn't have to share. But because in like Kiara's case, like it's a, it's the molecule, right? It's got branches. Like for us and our family, right. there are no branches. We're we're all four together. Now we're open sexually. We still sleep with other people, but the relationship, our primaries, the people we rely on as spouses and partners, and you know, do the day to day boring stuff are the four of us. Can you have like a closed quad in your situation? You have the closed four of you and then the four of you sort of date out as well? Uh, we don't really date. It's just sexual. Okay. We do, we do bring people in to date. Like we will bring people in and date them as a quad. Uh, because we're we're always open to the idea of adding more guys to our group, um, 
but it's not really a requirement. It's very organic. That's wonderful. With ours, we're very structured. Like we're, I think we are all pretty neurotic and we're all pretty, uh, pretty possessive as some people are saying in chat that they are as well. So we have all these rules Mm -hmm. for like, you know, well, if you're going to bring somebody in, then we have to sort of meet them first. We have to see if we see any red flags that you might not see through your haze of of lovey-dovey first few weeks. We have to make sure that everyone obviously gets tested and everything first. We have to make sure all these things have to be in order. Uh We have some rules like that ourselves, like, you know, respect and boundaries and, you know, veto, veto power. Oh, sure. But, um, but for us, it's, it's, it's almost more like we're a pack, like an animal pack. Mm-hmm. I love that. So you have, is there a pack you know, leader? Okay. Is there, is there, there is. someone in each of your um, little pods that is the leader of the pod? Like, is there someone that is like dad or mom? Yeah, there is for us. Well, for what me, about you? for my pod. Kiara, what about you? Sure. For us, not so much. We're more of a collective. We do everything, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to say by vote, but similarly, we'll all get together and, you know, either in person over dinner or through group chat and discuss what needs to be done for the polycule itself and, you know, for the poly household. And if there's a new partner cons- being considered, what we all think of that person in light of what we know of them and what we know of the partner seeking new partners. Right. They were just discussing in chat about cuckolding being similar, or um, actually Crystal said cuckolding can be seen as a polyamorous relation too. Yes and no. And Amelia said she disagrees. She thinks cuckolding is more for sex and sexual fantasy. I'm going to jump in on that one because that's what I do. And I'm going to say it works (laughs) both ways. For me, it's not polyamorous. I'm not there to fall in love with my partners, the people that I fuck. That's not what... I'm there to do. That's it. It's just sexual pleasure, period, by kick them to the curb when I'm done. Uh, my relationship with my husband is my be-all, end-all. That's, that's my relationship. But there are other relationships within cuckolding where the wife does have multiple, not just lovers, but relationships, boyfriends. And the husband really likes the idea of her dating the actual boyfriends. So it really, it runs the gamut with all these, if you think about them, alternative lifestyles. And, because see, I don't like, as soon as a guy goes to fall in love, because it's happened, guy goes to fall in love with me if it's like a lover dude, and he's going to fall in love, bye, done, out of there. I don't want him anywhere near me because I am not there to have my husband replaced. And that's how I think of it. Mm-hmm. So that's just, again, that's just the way I view it. And I just think, you know, it's just because I don't like, for example, I couldn't find myself being polyamorous. It doesn't mean that I don't support those who do. I think it's awesome. Y'all can, if anybody can make something work and everybody's happy, what the fuck is wrong with that? Nothing. And similarly, I can't sort of do the the cuckolding thing if it has to be, you know, some stranger in the night who I'm going to fuck. It has to be, for me, somebody that I love and care about. So it has to be one of my polycules that I'm cucking myself with. Mm -hmm. 
Hold on, I got it. I've got a uh, um, question here from Amberly. Matt, what about removing a person from the pod? Ooh, I don't know what, what she means by removing. Like, if someone leaves. Well, okay. Say someone's not working within, like. Okay. What if I'll, one I'll person be... in in your in your um, polycule isn't okay. working for whatever reason? Um, Not everyone's gelling. Uh, well, usually before they move in, there is a period of courting. Like right. we we court them, um, mm-hmm. and and see how that goes, and and we've had some people drift in like as a date and then never actually move in. We've only had one person <clears throat> who moved in, and he was with us for a month, and then he was like, this isn't working for me. And we're like, okay, we totally understand. And we dissolved it. So, so there you go, Amberly. It can, it, you know, you, if, I would imagine it's just like any other relationship. If, if it's not gelling for whatever reason, you break up. Yeah, if it's not, yeah, if it's not working, it's not working. Naima wants to know if everybody lives together. So do you guys all commune together, or is this something that everybody meets together? Who do you want to go first? Uh, oh, so I'm very sorry. This, it, it sucks <laughs> when we're not all in the same room, right? Now, okay, Kiara, you take sorry. that one. Uh, we don't all live together. Uh, okay, so let's see. Dom Mal lives with their husband and their girlfriend and their girlfriend's wife who is also dating Dom Mal's husband. You see the, the molecules coming together now. Right. And I live with Dom Mal's other partner and I visit my other partner. And so we all sort of, we have what's called kitchen table poly where everyone's not best friends necessarily, but everyone will sit at a kitchen table and have a meal together and we do our holidays together. So we all meet up on the holidays, and everyone gets to see everyone. And those are the times that you guys all come together and everybody's under one roof. Right. Otherwise, I would imagine it would be the same as if you were dating someone and you weren't living together. Same day. Yeah, basically. Right? Matt, mm-hmm. what about you? Do you guys all live so together? So for us, we, we all live together. So um, the uh, Brian and Daryl are the the couple that I merged with in 2004 um, mm-hmm. and they have their own bedroom and then Thomas and I have um, a bed we share and a bedroom we share. But you guys do interchange other than just the two couples, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, so Rinda's so asking a question sleep, here. For Is, sleeping arrangements, it's just simple that way. Well, I mean, otherwise everyone's getting their own bed. Now you've got to have like a freaking ten-bedroom house. Like it, it, that's insane. That just makes <laughs> sense. Do you guys ever jump around from bed to bed? Like, do you sleep? Like, do you interchange and sleep in someone else's bed, or you guys just stay in your own bed? No, we all have sleep apnea, so we're like, I have to lug the machine to the other room. Fuck this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Sorry, I hope I didn't pass. <laughs> Those things got to be a pain in the butt. So Sarinda was asking, is there any situations in, in which one or more pod members do not get along or gel, but there are 
one or more pod members that do gel with the person in question. How do you handle that? Which is true. So if you got, say, four people, and one person's a dill hole, but, okay, two people maybe like him or one person still likes this person, how do you, you know, how do you deal with that? Do you try and make it work still? We always try and make it work. We always try to make it so that everyone, you know, even though we have these discussions about, well, you know, partner one wants to get a partner three, but I don't know how I feel about that person. We try to bring up our concerns to the partner that we already have established, that we already have this loving connection with. And we say, these are the things that I see that I don't like or that I think could be harm to you or harm to me or harm to the rest of the polycule. And we try to just sort of flesh out, you know, it's all like Matt was saying, it's all about honesty. You have to be honest with your feelings, even if they're not good feelings. Uh-huh. And it's okay to put something, I mean, you do this, we do this in cuckolding as well. It's okay to bring something to the table and say it's not working for me. That's okay. I want you to do that because if you don't do that, that builds resentment. And now you've got a whole Absolutely. problem. Okay, so how now, brown cow, do we slide <laughs> domination and submission into all of this? Or do we? I mean, we definitely do. <laughs> you do? Do you? We okay, do. so what's the dynamic? Um, Tell us the setup. So basically, um, I have many, many fetishes, and even though this is my job, I am a sex worker, and I do this for a living, that's not the same as doing it with a loving partner, and you can do more with your loving partners with whom you're fluid bonded, so with that, there's no one person who can meet all of those needs for me, so Polly just sort of made sense. sense when I looked at it from there. Mm-hmm. No, that makes complete we sense. Still have, we still have rules and everything, too. Like, a lot of people think, oh, I'll just be poly because then there's no cheating. You know, I'll never be seen as a cheater. But you can still cheat when you're in a poly relationship. Like, oh, you know, of one of you my could. partners, you know, the rule is you don't penetrate another woman. You penetrate me only. And if he goes and penetrates another woman, that's cheating. Right. Matt. You know, you don't get... Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Make the point. Oh, yeah. yeah. I made uh, the point of, you know, you don't get downed by another person. And if you do, that's cheating. So so in your dynamic, though, really quick, Kiara, is it a situation where one person is the dominant and everyone else is submissive? Or do we switch? How does that work? Uh, we all switch around every once in a while. I don't switch as often as others do. I don't think Dom Mal switches as often as others do, but like Dom Mal sub Harley got dipped her toes into switching and did a session with us uh, last month. And that was really fun to see, you know, see her blossoming, like becoming the Dom that she was being trained to be by Dom Mal. That's awesome. Matt, how do you guys make it work, or do you have a DNS component to your relationship? We have a DNS component, but it's more in personalities. Uh, both Brian and I are dominant, and, and right. both Daryl and, and, and Thomas are, are more submissive personalities. Um, we only usually engage in each other in vanilla sex. Um, 
Okay. And then Brian and I, are, <clears throat> sorry, Brian and I um, are both active in kink. So sometimes we'll play with a sub together. Sometimes we'll play with subs separately. Uh, but mm. both uh, Thomas and Daryl are not kinky at all. So it's very interesting in our house. It's, you know, for, and it, that comes with that kind of open, honest communication. You know, they'll be like, oh, what are you doing in the back house? Oh, we're, we're tying a sub to the ceiling. Okay, have fun, you know. <laughs> they, have no, they have no interest in it. Uh, but there's such l- great love and respect that it's also not um, an imposition. I'm just thinking, like, but is there is there ever dungeon play between the four of you, or is it that's something that you do no. outside of the relationship? That's all done. That's all done outside the relationship. Right. Okay. So you don't really have too much of a DNS component to no. your pod. No. Other than there's two subs, two doms, but we don't do dungeon play. We don't go whipping each other and going nuts, right? Correct. Yeah. There's no there's no kinky activities. More of like we have two dominant personalities and, and two submissive personalities, but no real DNS play of any kind. Serena wants to know: Does it ever happen where someone in the pod finds a lover that isn't poly? Is is that person allowed to have a non-poly lover? Well, I would uh, definitely, but it can cause problems. I was going to say that like, wouldn't the non-poly be pissed with the poly? That's usually what happens is yeah. uh, everyone for, for starts us, somewhere. For us, that would not be possible because we are a pack. The person right. basically has to want to be with all of us. That makes sense. So if we have, do if you we think there's a difference? Enjoying... Matt, do you think there's a difference when it's a gay male setup? I think. Uh, and you guys can can hate me and, and call me a, a jerk for this, but honestly, I think that it's a little less complicated. I think I was going to say that. To me, you know, I would tend to think that being, that would be a bit easier. Being, yeah, don't hate me for being misogynistic, but I think that men men tend to have less emotional hangups Agreed. about sex and fidelity. I was going to say, in the gay the gay world, the gay male world. Yeah, there's a lot, and you have to admit this. There is a lot of oh, yeah. promiscuity, and there's a oh. lot of quote unquote meaningless sex. We're all slaps. more so We're than all say in the hetero community, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. Well, but it's it's only like that because of because women have been taught to be afraid of sex. If women were were allowed to be as open about sex as men are. I think that you would find just as many straight couples behaving crazily as gay couples do. Agreed. I, that's what I mean. It's this whole Probably, yeah. outlook yeah. on things. Correct. You know, and I joke when people go, "Oh, you've been with," because sometimes when I'm and I'm I don't I'm not completely open about my poly relationship like at work and other places. Um, so I tend to say it my husband, but when I talk about him, I merge all three together. <laughs> so when you're saying so, husband, so you're like, talking about all three. Correct, yeah, and I'll, and I'll tell cool. stories about all three of them, but I'll refer to them as one person. That's really and cool. And one, one of the things I joke about is I say, you know, we've been together 15 years, so it's like a million in gay years. Because I don't know <laughs> A million gay in gay years! <laughs> I don't know very gay couples that have, that have been together for 15 years. Yeah. 
But then again, which is which is it's unbelievable. You're right. You know, and and that's that. But that all boils down to whether it's whether it's uh, a one-on-one relationship, whether it's a poly relationship, whether whether it's whatever flavor of relationship it is. If you don't have honesty, love, and communication, then it's never going to work. Agreed. And that doesn't matter what lifestyle you choose. Yep. Correct. One hundred. Naima wants to know: Do you guys raise families? We got any kitty, kitties in this mix-up? I have fur babies. Does Only that count? four-leggers. <laughs> fur babies count in my book. <laughs> we have we have, we have, we, have, we, have, we have fur babies. We have three fur babies. Three fur babies. We've got six. <laughs> you got six fur babies or six kids? Good lord. We've six fur babies. We <laughs> <laughs> got three cats. Uh, do you think when it comes to when it comes to polyamory, okay, we're not talking polygamy, so we're so we're gonna pull the hetero out of it, and the okay. in the you know patriarchy of that. Do I, you I, think? Oh, hold on. It, I'm, I'm gonna go devil's sorry. advocate too. I would go say ahead. I would say polyg- polygamy is when you have person A and person B only has a relationship with person A, person C only has a relationship with person A. And person D only has a relationship with person A. I, I would say that polygamy, whether it's male or female, regardless of gender. Whereas polyamory is everybody loves everybody. Yeah, or or at least at least gotcha. person B has has A or someone else. Like there's more openness to it compared to being one person that everyone's tied to and only that person. Gotcha. That makes more That's sense. That's kind of how I see it too. Yeah, that makes actually way have, more sense to me because it keeps being described online as, oh, it's just hetero-based, it's just you know matriarchy-based, and I get that. And you probably really don't see in that particular setup too many women heads. You really just wouldn't. It's just the way our society tends to work. You wouldn't yeah. see too many, okay, in other words, you wouldn't see too many females as person A, and she has seven males. That's rare. Yes. You have to admit that would be super rare. It just oh, doesn't happen very often. So that's what I mean. Do you <laughs> not find then that polyamory is more? I don't know. To me, polyamory is more loving than polygamy. Oh, it is for sure. I think it is. I think it's allowed to be because you know, like Matt was saying, you can have a relationship with more than just you know the head of the household. Who, you know, whoever they may be, you can have relationships and share your love with as many people as you want. Yeah, because you usually see in these polygamy setups where you have a male matriarch and then you have all these females and they usually tend to keep, the females tend to stay separate. Each one has their own family. You don't see the females actually having sex with each other or loving each other. They will love each other as sisters just like they make it out to be, but it's not anything past that. Right. Right. Okay. <clears throat> trying to get all this down, man. This is what I mean. Like I just, it just seems so freaking much. It's like, oh my god. And I can't imagine. I will never be able to imagine this because I'm not super bi. All these women. Oh my god. I have to agree with Matt on that. I can't. Kiara, I don't know how you do it. There's so <laughs> much mood and hormone involved with well. All of these women that it would be like. Oh. I, I'm willing to. I'm willing to bet if you were to do a study 
and you, and, and you would say, okay, well, let's take, let's take a sample group. You'd find most of the women who are in successful poly relationships mm-hmm. probably are also into kink because they're able to compartmentalize sex and emotion. They don't, they, they don't force them together. Ah, and I think, and I point. think you can't be in kink. I think you can't be active in kink without developing that skill of separating sex and love and saying that you can have sex without having love and that they, they don't have to be together. Now, if you're, if you're naturally built that way, that's nothing wrong with that, but it's the difference between naturally being built to, to equate sex and love being together versus society telling you they have to be. Right. Amelia Devine mm-hmm. wants to know, what about relationships in poly with asexual people? Do you feel that could or has worked? Yeah, definitely. Actually, one of my current two partners is asexual, and that's what's unfortunately driving me to need to find a third partner is ah. not getting my sexual needs met. But Right. In a normal monogamous relationship, I would be like, "Well, fuck you! I get, I gotta get fucked." Yeah. Bye. yeah. But yeah. in a poly relationship, I can be like, "I love and care for this person, even though they're not meeting that one specific need for me. I can go find somebody else and still be dating and in love with this person." See, that's really that. I think that's beautiful. Early do. Well, Kara said it earlier, and this is what led me to be poly. Um, and I was actually poly in high school before I realized what poly was because my first real relationship was with a man and a woman at the same time, my best friend ah. and his girlfriend. And we were a threesome my senior year. Um, no one can be everything for you and you can't be everything for everyone. It's just not feasible, you know? So if we, if we allow ourselves to give what we can give and allow others to give what they can give and allow mm-hmm. ourselves the permission to look for it outside with, of course, respect and boundaries, mm-hmm. then there's no reason we can't be more cohesive. Right. So what Serena just said is the relationship is more important than just penetration or sex. Of course, that's yes. the relationship. That's just it. Those are just components of the relationship. Yeah. Um, she also asks, is there poly relationships with one dominant woman, multiple submissive males, where the woman is only having sexual contact with these males in the pod, but the males are not sexual with each other, although they may have sex with the woman together? That's See, that moving would be more towards kind of, yeah, that's, that's like what we were just discussing. It would be like a female-led reverse polygamy. Yeah. Where, but with it, it almost has a slight cuckolding tendency to it in a way. Yeah. You know what? And the thing is, here we go. Do we need to label this shit? We well, have such I, a problem, really, with it, no. and I realize we need <laughs> it to differentiate. But there's this is I, I tell people this all the time when it comes to sex. And, it, and kink, all of it. There is too much gray. Nothing is black and white. It's Amen. all gray. 
It's all Definitely. nothing comes in a nice, neat little box with a cute little bow and a ribbon on it and a little fucking tag. It says, look, I'm <laughs> heterosexual. I got news, like I said, we're all bi. It just means you lean more <laughs> towards one or the other. I don't care. Everybody on this planet is bi. I think we are more natural to be bi. But yeah, very we're going to lean the, more towards one or the someone. other, depending on how you're feeling. Yeah. What's that, Matt? Um, I said there's very few that are that are a one or a six on the Kinsey scale. Everyone flows in between. There you go. Exactly. And they flow in between exactly. at different stages of their life. It, it, and, or I always say this. It, it, you have to – you can't be arrogant enough. It's like, okay, you can't be arrogant enough to say that there is no no other life besides ours in the entire universe or multiverse. That's just completely arrogant and insane. It's the same thing. So you can't say – that you are 100% hetero or 100% gay because given circumstance, mood, if everything, if all the fucking planets lined up, you would jump ship from wherever you're sitting. You just would because it's just the way we're built back again to our communal living. Well, and, and back to, you know, Maslow's hierarchy. Comfort is more important than sexuality, and you will seek out comfort in any way you can. That's true. There you go. You'll seek out your basic needs before you seek out anything on the top level of relationships or, yeah. you know, trying to get your dick wet. <laughs> and But understand, too, love and affection and all of that is, is a basic need. We know that. Starve a baby yeah. of love and affection, and you create a psychopath off the chart. Yeah. So we know that that's part of our human experience. So, Matt, yes, what do you Sue? want people to know about your lifestyle that you think is the most misunderstood? That it's all sex and and orgy and rager all the time. Like people don't see the the cute romantic, boring stuff we do together. Like go shopping at Costco, and fight about the bills, and mm-hmm. arguing about who left the light on in the room. You know, my relationship is so much more of the day to day things than it is the outlandish daydreams that people come up with. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say that's true. That's true of, of what I do too. Men go, Oh, you cuckled, oh my God, you must be getting fucked every night. Honey, if I was getting fucked every night, one, I'd I'd be fucking dead. Like they just it when wouldn't would I happen. Do the they you exactly, like come on. Like there's shit that's gotta be done, right? It was like when I had the sex shop, people would come in and go, So have you seen all these movies? Yes, that's right. I spend 24 hours a day watching porn. It just, Every it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just, it, it's, it's, you're going way to the extreme. And I think that comes from porn and everything being blown out of proportion. I've noticed that the most successful in cuckolding are the folks that are just doing it every once in a while. They do it for holidays or they do it for special occasions. You know, it, it's not this. 20 because if you were to live kink just so you guys know if you were to live kink 24 7 do you know how exhausting it is 
It's tiring. You, there's mm. other things that you have to do with your life. I mean, there's the, laundry. The only, like, <laughs> the only people, the only people that can live kink, twenty four seven, are people with personality disorders. Mm-hmm. That's it. You, there's no way you can have a normal, functioning, healthy life with the outside world if you're living kink twenty four seven. It's not realistic. Now, Mm-mm. you want to go away for weekends people. or a long, a long stretch and, 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 and have a kink scenario, that's fine. Now, you can have a DNS relationship 24-7. Oh, absolutely. But even then, it, it's, it's, still, it's still got to be within healthy parameters. Well, yeah, it's like, it's okay. A, we live in an FLR. So, yeah, it's female-led, but shit still has to get done. I mean, everybody thinks, oh... Oh, Dr. Sue just lies in a fucking, you know, beautiful bed all day long, and everyone serves me, and, you know, all this shit gets done magically. And it's like, really? Sorry, but, you know, I I would love to say that the birds tweet every morning and and bring me delicious goodies, you know, through the window, but it doesn't work that way. Life is life. You, you, there's shit that has to be done, and I would love to have 50,000 fucking servants running around doing all my shit but it doesn't work that way it's like this morning <laughs> Gia wrote me and went so I really hope you had a nice sleep and and you know everything was wonderful and you woke up and everything's great and I went no you want I woke up it was pouring rain and my dog had the shits that is life that's life <laughs> and sorry I gotta clean up the shit that's <laughs> what it is I'm sorry it's not glamorous. I'm sorry it's not, you know, it's not this wonderful thing that everyone has painted in their heads, but that's just the way it is. You know, you don't do FLR. You do it 24-7, but it becomes natural. It's like like what you guys are doing. It just becomes a natural flow of living, but you're still going out and doing grocery shopping. You're still going out and doing all this shit. Like it, it's crazy. Kiara, what about you? Matt was saying... I was thinking about what Matt was saying earlier about you can't do kink 24-7, and that's so true because you end up involving people that don't consent to be involved in your kinks, and that always Mm -hmm. bothers me. So, like, I had – it wasn't even at a play party. It was at, like, a kink after party. This girl was a little, and she was like, oh, I wish somebody would give me a pizza. I'm too little to get my own pizza. And she looked at me, and I'm like, I ain't your daddy. I didn't consent to this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I feel like Kink 24-7 would be, like being yeah. little in the in the shopping mall. Right? Like, and, and it's like the other thing to me, for me personally, if I were to do lifestyle domination and have subs around me all the time, I would actually go mental. Because it would bug me. I can't stand having that many yes men around. It's like, at what point are you being challenged? This is the reason why stars get so fucked in the head. Because no one's saying no. No one's challenging them. So how is that a great way to function? It it isn't, in my view. It's it's, sure, in, in, in fantasy, it's the same as female supremacy. In theory... Yes. In reality, no. The reason being, we ain't there yet. We all hate each other too much. We all bark at each other too much. Until we can get along, 
amongst ourselves as a female, like as, as a female species, female supremacy won't work. It just won't because we have to get off our own asses before we can ever rule the world. It's not going to happen. We have to stop and It's not going to happen in our lifetime, guys. Sorry. And there's too much infighting. There's too much bitching. It's exactly what Matt said. It's easier with men. That's why I love hanging with men. I can't stand hanging with women. Never have, never will. Never. I just, I would rather spend my time with men because there's no bullshit. And if there is bullshit, it gets settled and put away. That's what I love about men. Whereas women will drag it and drag it until it's bloody and there's nothing but bones behind the damn car. And it's just, you know, <laughs> there's just nothing left. But they'll keep I call beating it, it and beating it. I call, I call, <laughs> I call it the, ro- the Rolodex of pain. <laughs> you get Good to one. fight and it's like, <laughs> August 31st of 84, you did this and this and this and this. Yes. What? Women I mean, do what? that. Why? I mean, what? We do. <laughs> we do it. We honestly do does that. scare me. It does scare me about finding female partners. Is that whole oh, mentality? I, can I, I rigorously screen my female partners far more than I do my male partners <laughs> because of that. <laughs> I can just imagine. Like that's what, when I look at lesbians. I'm sorry. I have great respect for you guys because I could never do it. I just I, there would I would probably kill her because. <laughs> There's too much well, emotion. There's too much hormone. There's too much it, shit going on, and I don't have it, time to, you know, put yeah. you in your place, you stupid bitch. Just sit the fuck down and shut up. <laughs> I, just, I it, don't have the patience with, with, for it. This is just my opinion, and this is just from, from watching my lesbian friends. Mm-hmm. They have to get to a point in their life where they are ready to nest. And when they're ready to nest, then they find someone who's ready to nest, and it's, it's drama-free. But if they are both not ready to nest, if they are not being honest with themselves, it's it's always going to be drama, unless they are both ready to nest. That's actually that's an interesting point. I could see that. Unless you're ready to settle down, it's just going to be continuous competition. Correct. Bitch a bitch. <laughs> Kiara, <laughs> we never got to you, and I want to know what do you want people to know about your relationship that you think is misunderstood. I think we've covered most of it. I know exactly what Matt said. You know, it's not orgies. It's, you know, logistics. Oh, man. (laughs) You direct it for everybody. That's like guys thinking that women, when they get together and have sleepovers, we all wear baby dolls and have pillow fights. It's like, don't, don't burst the bubble. Wait, 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 you don't? You don't? No, sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have let that one out. I'm sorry. You ruined it. (laughs) <laughs> Man, I, I did it say, now. I will say group I, aftercare <laughs> is pretty much the best thing in the world. You know, aftercare? When you have group aftercare where you have more than Ooh. one partner involved in a scene and you can have somebody petting the hurdy oh, spots and somebody else making pizza rolls. Oh, my right? God. Okay, now that I can sign up for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. I never thought of that. That's a good one. Ooh. It's the best thing. Community aftercare. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So is there anything you guys want to tell people? Have we covered it all, do you think? 
I'm going to be honest. I made some notes before this, and we definitely went over what do you got? Yeah, everything on my notes. Go over list. your notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we hit all the talking points I wanted to bring up. Oh, epic. I love hearing that. That's awesome. That's perfect. Matt, what about you? I think we covered everything pretty well. I don't think I did. I think chat tonight has been fucking rocking. You guys rock. Seriously. I love the interaction. I realize chat's still acting funky, but here's what's easier for me with this new chat. I can actually see you guys, whereas before I had to have separate screens. So now that they've installed the new non-flash chat, I actually can see what's being said without flipping back and forth between screens. So I like it from that standpoint. I don't like the fact that it, for a while there they were showing email addresses and shit. But it, this is the guys in chat are awesome. Thank you so much, guys, for, for all the questions that you have been shooting over to us because this is how we dig deep. Dig deep. So, Matt, let's start with you. Why don't you tell everybody who you are, what you do, and how to find you. Um, so I, I'm Lord Ruff, sir. Um, I am a night flirt operator. Um, I do custom audio clips, custom video clips. Um, and I, I like to help couples work on how to bring kink into their relationship. Um, I'll be launching a podcast next month called um, Ask Daddy Matt, which will yeah. be Dear Abby Meets, Dear Abby Meets Kink. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. You hear that, you guys? I want you all to make sure you keep an eye on Daddy Matt so that you know when his podcast is starting and get your questions in now. Where can they send you questions? Uh, Lord Ruff, sir. So L-O-R-D-R-O-U-G-H-S-I-R at gmail.com. Or they can find my contact information at my website, lordruffsir.com. Beautiful. Thank you, Matt. That's awesome. And they can find you on Night Flirt as what, Lord Ruffster? Yes. Okay, cool. Kiara, talk to us. Tell us how to find Kiara. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at HypnoFemdom. You can find me on my main website, MistressKiarasDungeon.com. You can find me on any of my satellite websites, including hypnofemdom.com and blackmailfetish.com and ratemytinypenis.com. I, I have a fetish for websites, if I'm honest. I can't stop buying and making them. <laughs> no, it cracks me up because there's some girls that do. And, you, and she, like, Kiara always buys up, like, URLs. And, and like, there's some, there's just the, the odd girl will just be like, I must make a new website. There must be something new I can do. It's the <laughs> art of creation. It is. It's a creative expression. So awesome. And I'm also so, on Night Flirt as Dominic. I was going to say you're on Night Flirt. Mm-hmm. Say it again. Domina Chiara. Same as my name in chat. Beautiful. So I want you guys to know, here we are, Mr. G DJ wants to thank you for sharing your information. Sarinda said, thank you, Kiara and Matt, for being so open and welcoming of our questions. You really helped me tonight. Crystal said, thank you for sharing your experiences with us. And, oh, um, Kiara wants to know what your Twitter is again. Um, Ki- sorry, Kiara. Oh. <laughs> 
Amberly <laughs> wants to know Kiara's Twitter again. It's it's a new one. It's at hypnofemdom, H-Y-P-N-O-S-E-M-D-O-M. Yes, because why? Why? I'll tell you why. Because just like I said, <laughs> with our lovely little, you know, female fucking supremacy bullshit, your Twitter was shut down due to a spiteful cunt. Spiteful cunt everywhere. <laughs> Somebody reported me and my nearly 10,000 followers. Right? After years of building that up. Sick. Yep. Not surprising, though. Not surprising at all. Well, thank you, guys. I really do appreciate you both coming on the show and opening yourselves up like that. Honestly, it's beautiful that you guys were willing to do that. Thank you so very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks. See you guys. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. I do want to thank my guest tonight, Mistress Chiara, Dominic Chiara. I do both. She goes under both, but if you're finding stuff, look under Dominic Chiara. And Daddy Matt, who, again, Lord Ruffser, look for Lord Ruffser, for sharing your lifestyle. You guys, honestly, seriously, truly selfless, and I do appreciate it. Um, don't forget, don't forget, you guys, tell them both. Hi, Peyton. Peyton just popped into the chat room. Don't forget to tell both of them that you heard them on In Bed and get in touch with them using the links they just gave you. Thank you to everybody who is in chat tonight. Like I said, you guys rock, and it has been Nutty Bins. Um, Angela St. Lawrence, Incognito Thomas, we've had Abby, we've had Naima. Dwayne was here for a little while. Oh, my God, Kylie, Amelia, Sarinda, Call Envy, everybody, Cassandra's here. Like I said, Peyton just dropped in. Awesome. Thank you guys so much because you really do make the show. Not kidding. On the next In Bed, it's Back to School with the Doc with a show all about submissive boys. And you're like, what the fuck? Well, it's going to be discussing what is male submission. Because many of you think you know, and many of you think you're submissive. But are you? We're going to be going over an enormous amount of training that day. So be sure to tune in Tuesday, June the 11th at 10 o'clock. If you haven't been to the review lately, you missed my article entitled Hypergamy is Not Female Empowerment. And if you don't know what hypergamy is, um, I suggest you go look it up and read the article. You'll find it on the DrSueReview.com. And until next time, you guys, please try to be nice to one another. Uplift and enlighten those around you, but most importantly, be happy. And for Gia, toodle-moo. Bye, guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.